0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1710, 10 Tips to Become a More Peaceful Parent by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and welcome back to another parenting edition here on Optimal Relationships Daily. Great to have you here once again. And this time, we'll be checking in with one of our newer authors, Dr. Laura Markham, who has such a vast and very strong collection of parenting content. Let's jump into this one about how we can become more peaceful parents as we optimize your life. 10 Tips to Become a More Peaceful Parent by Dr. Laura Markham of AhaParenting.com I'm trying to stop yelling and start connecting, as you say, but I feel overwhelmed. Where do I focus? Peaceful parenting has three interlocking components. One, the parent commits to regulating his or her own emotions. Two, the parent prioritizes maintaining and strengthening the parent-child connection, which is the only reason children cooperate. And three, the parent coaches the child rather than using love withdrawal or other punishment techniques to control and manipulate the child with yelling, threats, punishment, or rewards. Instead, the parent offers the child loving guidance and emotion coaching so the child learns to manage emotions, and therefore behavior. This article gives you 10 tips for practicing peaceful parenting instead of conventional parenting. If you're wondering whether that's a good idea, the short answer is that conventional parenting relies on punishment, which undermines your relationship with your child, makes kids feel worse about themselves, which makes them act worse, and it sabotages your child's development of self-discipline. Isn't your goal to help your child feel good and act better? Number one, peaceful parenting starts with regulating your own emotions so that you can be the patient, emotionally generous parent you aspire to be and that every child deserves. Number two, evaluate all teaching based on whether it strengthens or weakens your relationship with your child. The most effective discipline strategy is having a close bond with your child. Kids who feel connected to their parents naturally want to please them. Think loving guidance, not punishment. Punishment is destructive to your relationship with your child and ultimately creates more misbehavior. Loving guidance is setting limits and reinforcing expectations as necessary, but in an empathic way that helps the child focus on improving her behavior rather than on being angry at you. Number three. Start all correction by reaffirming the connection. Remember that children misbehave when they feel bad about themselves and disconnected from us. Stoop down to her level and look her in the eye. You want your brother to move, so you pushed him. No pushing. Pushing hurts. Tell your brother, move please. Pick her up. You wish you could play longer, but it's time for bed. Make loving eye contact you are so upset right now. Put your hand on her shoulder. You're scared to tell me about the cookie. Number four, don't hesitate to set limits as necessary, but set them with empathy. Of course you need to enforce your rules, but you can also acknowledge her perspective. When kids feel understood, they're more able to accept our limits. You're very, very mad and hurt, and still no biting tell your brother what you want. You wish you could play longer, and now it's bedtime. I know that makes you sad. I hear that you don't want mommy to say no, but the answer is still no. We don't say shut up to each other, but it's okay to be sad and mad. You're scared, but we always tell the truth to each other. Number 5. In any situation posing physical danger, intervene immediately to set limits but simultaneously connect by empathizing. The rule is no hitting. You can tell your sister what you want and how you feel without attacking her. Number six, defiance is always a relationship problem. If your child does not accept your direction, I don't care what you say, you can't make me. It's always an indication that the relationship is not strong enough to support the teaching. This happens to all of us from time to time. At that point, Stop and think about how to strengthen the relationship, not how to make the child mind. Turning the situation into a power struggle will just deepen the rift between you. Number seven, avoid timeouts. They create more misbehavior. Timeouts, while infinitely better than hitting your child, are just another version of punishment by banishment and humiliation. They leave kids alone to manage their tangled up emotions, so they undermine emotional intelligence. They erode rather than strengthen your relationship with your child. They set up a power struggle, and they only work while you're bigger. They're a more humane form of bullying than physical discipline. Number 8. Consequences teach the wrong lesson if you are involved in creating them. On the face of it, consequence makes sense. The child does or doesn't do something and learns from the consequences, which when it happens naturally can be a terrific learning experience. But most of the time, parents engineer the consequences so that any child can explain to you that consequences are actually punishment. If the parent is not involved in the consequences, for instance, if they don't study and flunk their tests, or they don't brush and get a cavity, and if you can handle the bad result, kids can learn a lot from suffering the consequences of their actions. Of course, you don't want it to happen more than once, or their self-image becomes that of a person who flunks tests and gets cavities and they've learned an unintended lesson. My own view is that it works better, if possible, for them to skip such lessons. But as a last-ditch strategy, we all certainly learn from having things go wrong. Unfortunately, most kids whose parents use consequences as punishment don't think of them as the natural result of their own actions. I forgot my lunch today, so I was hungry. But as the threats they hear through their parents' clenched teeth. If I have to stop this car and come back there, there will be consequences. If parents are in charge of consequences, then the consequences are not the natural result of the child's actions, but simply punishment. To the degree that consequences are seen as punishment by kids, and they almost always are, they are not as effective as positive discipline to encourage good behavior. Using them on your kids should be considered a last result and a signal that you need to come up with another strategy. Number nine, what you think and feel is more important than what you say and how your child responds. Kids will do almost anything we request if we make the request with a loving heart. Find a way to say yes instead of no, even while you set your limit. Yes, it's time to clean up. And yes, I will help you. And yes, we can leave your tower up. And yes, you can growl about it. And yes, if we hurry, we can read an extra story. And yes, we can make this fun. And yes, I adore you. And yes, how did I get so lucky to be your parent? Yes, your child will respond with the generosity of spirit that matches yours. And number 10, how you treat your child is how she will learn to treat herself. If you're harsh with her, she will be harsh with herself. If you're loving with her, while firm about setting appropriate limits, she will develop the ability to set firm but loving limits on her own behavior. Harsh discipline and punishment, ironically, interfere with the child's ability to develop self-discipline. The problem with internalizing harshness isn't that it makes for unhappy kids and eventually unhappy adults. It's that it doesn't work. Kids who are given discipline that is not loving never learn to manage themselves constructively. To the degree that we are harsh with ourselves because of the way we were parented, we respond to it by rebelling. How many times do we cheat on our diets? Or martyring ourselves? Trying hard to be good girls and boys, but building up resentment and lashing out at those we love? Or not giving ourselves a break and ultimately breaking down? To the degree that we can accept our own loving guidance because we've learned from our parents to treat ourselves that way, we are able to set goals and use our self-discipline to attain them. Ultimately, loving guidance and peaceful parenting result in the child's developing the holy grail toward which all child raising is aimed, the child's own self-discipline. This takes time, and you can't expect to make mistakes. You're human. But every step in the right direction makes it easier. Why not start today by giving yourself the support you need? You just listened to the post titled, 10 Tips to Become a More Peaceful Parent, by Dr. Laura Markham of AhaParenting.com. And thanks so much to Dr. Laura for this wonderful post today, and this opportunity to reflect deeply on our parenting styles. We heard a few times in this article about uh, what we were exposed to as children from our parents, and how that impacts the approach that we might take as parents ourselves. Needless to say, this is spot on, and it's sad because we always want better for our own kids. So whether you're expecting a child, planning to have a child, or already have a grown adult child, it's always a good idea to investigate your own upbringing and get to the bottom of how you are apt to approaching parenthood. As she said, we are so likely to repeat what we've been exposed to, but we often don't realize this or don't realize the destructiveness that we're exposed to if we generally love and don't want to put our parents to question. But these very biases and this lack of willingness to betray our own parents in some way can really interrupt how we raise our own children, and in most cases, not for the better. So as always, do the self-work, parents. If not for you, then for your children. And I'm going to end it there for today. Thank you so much for being here and being a subscriber of the show. That is, of course, how we're able to keep things going. So your listenership is very appreciated. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And I'll see you tomorrow for the Saturday show. That's where your optimal life awaits.